Hey everyone, you're listening to the Commander's Brew Podcast. Around here, we want to bring you the funnest EDH decks possible on a reasonable budget. So, if you're a Commander player who loves an interesting brew, we're the cast for you. Hey, if you've been here a while and you're loving what we do, consider supporting our show by subscribing on YouTube or giving us a five-star review on iTunes. Or, the biggest and best support is over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash commandersbrew, where you can support us directly while joining other like-minded commander players on our Discord. But without further ado, this week's episode is Extus, Auric Overlord. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's episode 290 of the Commander's Brew, Commander Magic the Gathering podcast. Uh, it's me, your host, Andy Hull, as well as your other host, Sean Tavares. Here we are. Sean, how are you doing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The wolf. Good. The werewolf DJ. Good. Oh, my God. <laughs> They still they they still are like that. The 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 parodies people do of morning shows, the morning shows are like that. We had a we had a character in the Skechersons called Wolf called the Werewolf DJ. And yeah. his the only thing he ever said was, ha ha, yes. It's so funny <laughs> that you actually did it right there. Oh nice. You did a werewolf DJ. Great minds. Great minds. Great minds. They don't have werewolves in Strixhaven though, right? Oh, yeah, I guess not. We're coming up to a big werewolf set. That's right. In a couple. Like the next set is the vampire in Estrad, and then there's the werewolf in Estrad set. And they're both big sets, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not meant to like mix. I'm sure someone will. It's probably fun to draft them or something together, but they're standalones each, I think. Um,. That'll be um, that'll be interesting to see how that gets handled. How that how that like like I guess it's just a story involving the vampires. Like obviously it's not going to be just like hey all vampires. Oops, all vampires. You know. I think it's a, a, a the subtitle infers a wedding, mm. like vows, like blood vows or something. I think that's the subtitle. Oh, the werewolves and the and the vampires are getting married. That's what's happening. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Of, uh, yeah, which is also uh, Underworld, right? Okay, that's right. Uh, the Romeo and Juliet so is, of yeah, sci-fi. This is actually, spoil. I mean, we knew about this. It's kind of, I, I don't know if we're allowed <laughs> to say anything yet, but I, you know what? Let's just let's just. Well, we can it. tease it a little let's bit. A, I'll, I'm just going to say it. You know, this is the, you know, we've talked about the different IPs that are coming to Magic Gathering. Well, yes. it turns out Kate Beckinsale's Underworld is, that's yes. what this is. It's been all a ruse and you thought it's going to be Innistrad and everything, but no, we're getting right back into Underworld territory. Yeah, and we've got a preview card for you. It's uh, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> yeah, the card Jeez. is called Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> uh, of course, plays Selene or Selene. <laughs> um, yeah, back from 2003's Underworld. Here we go. I, I, I can only imagine they're making a Scott Speedman card as well. That's going to oh go right God. in here. I forgot about Scott Speedman. <laughs> I never really knew too much about Scott Speedman, but uh, yeah. Anyways, memorable name, definitely very memorable name. Like he really nailed it. He really nailed it with that. <laughs> he did good with that one. 
if he picked his name, he did good. You know, different IPs. Uh, Underworld. Uh, we're going to be getting, obviously, we're getting the inevitable Twilight one. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it, we, we like to, to tie it back to Strixhaven, like there's no actual Harry Potter in Strixhaven. No. And I've heard that they're like, well, we don't want to just be exactly Harry Potter. But there's like the, a recently spoiled card is like the the stadium, like the sports stadium where they basically play Quidditch. Yeah. Like I, I, they're not trying too hard not to be Harry Potter. Definitely not. And I, I'm like we were I think it was was it us? I think it was us that was talking about it. Will there be a sport that they play? And I was like, of course, right. there will be guaranteed. I said 100 percent guaranteed there will be. And certainly there is. And it looks like, I don't know, like a kind of. Like, I would call it oozeball. I've only seen okay. one picture of it, but it looks like the kid was, like, like running back, like, running, like, in a football game while holding a weird ooze uh, ball made of ooze. <clears throat> Let me see if I, <laughs> I can find it. I can't. Oh, well. Do you think there's students who go to Strixhaven who are terrible at magic, but they get him there for the athletics department so that their oozeball team can do much better for their conference. Oh, absolutely. There's all, <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's admission scandals like that. There's, yeah. there's 100%. There's definitely kids who are there just filling out the quota who are no good at magic. Like they're trying to do the, uh, the ink. What is it called? Like the, um, Ink ball? No, it's called, they make like inklings. Oh, okay. Um, okay, yeah, I can't even do ink it. Ink mastery or something like that. Like the, who are just using markers and drawing on paper being like, is this good? I drew a scary <laughs> face. Oh, look, it's Dylan. He can't even opt. <laughs> I don't do blue magic. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, can you do anything? Can you healing salve? <laughs> These are babies. Anyone spells. can heal himself, you idiot. <laughs> that spell sucks. Dylan, you're such a loser. Oh, yeah? Then healing self this. And they just give him a magical wedgie. That's the good. Uh, one of the things you, you brought up is like, these kids are learning, like, they have to be learning the basics of magic, right? They got to be learning your fire yeah. bolts or uh, yeah. lightning bolts and fire and ice and yeah, other right? kill uh, spells. Like, simple, are they learning simple murder? <laughs> yeah right? today we're going to be learning murder <laughs> here's your doom blade now here's how you use it yeah uh it can kill anyone in this room except for the following students <laughs> who are black yeah yeah they are they come from the uh black and white house so they are not able to be targeted right right oh man like meanwhile the blue mage is like uh preordained uh brainstorm uh time walk yeah the blue mages have so much i feel like so many like staples to like if, if you're gonna if, if you assume that the staple spells are things you learn in class blue mages have so much to learn so much. <laughs> and like the green mages are just sitting in the back just being like i'll just wait for giant growth and i'm, I'm good. Just gonna bring in some huge troll <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah this is, this is the other thing i was thinking about how weird is it that for Strixhaven students that some of them have to, if they were to cast a spell, sometimes it would be to summon their own fellow students. 
<laughs> right, right. Isn't one of them? It wasn't Paolo's card like a like great student or something like that, like uh, irreverent student. Yeah, no, it was like uh, he's like some sort of great, great teacher, great wizard or something. Anyway, I can just imagine master, he's trying to do it. Master. It's like valedictorian speech, but he keeps getting like yeah. in a draft. <laughs> Someone drafted him, so he keeps he shows up in a small LGS. Or like you call your you call your like you call your teacher. Like, oh yeah. I'll no, I'll I'll destroy you, evil mage. I'll just call my teacher. Call <laughs> yeah. in like the dean of the house. Uh, Dean Rowan Kenrith, uh, can you come over here and destroy my fellow student that I'm battling? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, it. No, I'm busy. What? No. I, I've got Dean things to come do. Come on, you've got loyalty counters. I can see it. They're right there. You gotta do what <laughs> I say, to brother. <laughs> There's a spell in this thing called Rip Apart. I'm not teaching my students <laughs> that one. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. The I, I still haven't learned the names of the houses, but I'm not teaching the Boro students to rip apart. <laughs> we're today we're going to learn eviscerate. Can I get a volunteer? <laughs> Human <laughs> uh, elite spellbinder is uh, the Paolo Vitor Domodoro oh, card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, yeah, star pupil. So you're just gonna call on the dweeb to come and help you. This dweeb always gets his homework done. The teachers love him. Here, fight my battle for me. You zero zero. You get a plus one plus one counter on yourself. Well, and he's not legendary either, no. so you can you can get a bunch like just there's a whole bunch of these nerds and dweebs <laughs> who are star pupils putting together a nerds and dweebs deck. Uh, oh yeah, versus be, the jocks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, didn't didn't we like back when we were doing two themes in the same episode? I think we had. I think we nerds versus did we jocks. Do nerds versus jocks. I think we did. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. Yeah, I'm positive we did do that. I don't remember what was what though. Like I don't remember what we did for. I think the nerds were just wizards, and the jocks were like jund creatures with tons of plus one plus one oh, counters. Yeah, I think you used what's that jund guy's name? The one who gets all the counters uh, and things die. I can't remember. Yes, I know who you mean. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at capacity for card names in my brain. Listen, I went and I did a uh, a trivia like game with the nitpicking nerds. Um, shout outs to those guys, and um, I did do quite poorly. I didn't know any of the names of anything. I did, couldn't remember the name into the royal. So oh. pretty classic card. I just totally blanked on. Um, I did lose. I did come in third out of three people. Uh, however. Something messed up with the audio. Can't use it. So, guess what? Never happened. You just if you just talked about. Well, it. <laughs> you know, I'm just telling the story here. You know, uh, we're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no evidence of how badly it went. Oh, no, 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 none, none whatsoever. Everything's fine. Everything worked out great. <clears throat> great. As things always do. Um, and yeah, this is this is a we got a great one for you. So thank you for listening. Uh, we're gonna thank you for listening, as usual. Couldn't couldn't thank you enough for listening. It that's the whole reason this works. Thank you. And some of you have decided, hey, I, I love what these guys do. I want to throw them a couple bucks. So they've headed on over to Patreon.com/slash/CommandersBrew. That's something you can do if you want to uh, figure out how to get in on our Discord, get involved, helping shape the episodes that we put out. That's fun. 
other ways to help out if you want just use that tcg player link if you're gonna buy cards anyway you might as well go through there we get a little slice of that uh tell a friend give us a review on your podcast platforms um like and subscribe on youtube all there's all these tons of ways to help out if you so want but if you're just listening that's just great uh if you're a canadian listener we do have an amazing deal for you we can get you money off your singles from the wizard tower let's hear an ad from them now we're proud canadian podcasters and we're proud to be sponsored by one of canada's premier card stores the wizard's tower wizardtower.com Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code BREWCALLTIME to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our decklist for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their contents at mtgcanada.com. See you on the frozen northern tundras. Yes, we are back. Man, I love that call time music, that metal. It's going to change any week now. That's... that's true. That's right. We're going to miss that. I mean, I probably say that every week, how much I like that music. But you're right. That's, that's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be here too much longer. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It'll, it's changing soon when it, when we change to our Strixhaven ad code. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, probably looking like it's going to be old, uh, Brew Strixhaven. I'm sure that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the, yeah. Do you like patterns? It's the way we do things. Yeah, <laughs> pattern it exactly. Well, what do you say we get into this deck tech, bud? What's up with that? Ooh, I'm into it. Yes. So this is the recently spoiled from Strixhaven, Extus Auric Overlord. Uh, this might be the first time you're hearing about this. We haven't done our set review yet. We're getting right into it uh, because they're out. Let's brew. So we've got an MDFC in the command zone. So this is so the front side is Extus Auric Overlord. It's a Mardu color identity, but the front is Orzov. One white, black, black. Four mana for a double strike, two, four with Magecraft. Magecraft is a new ability that triggers whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell and something happens. And in Extus's case, Whenever you Magecraft, whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, return target non-legendary creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So you're casting spells or copying spells, bringing creatures back from the graveyard to the hand. Now on the back, also in the command zone, is Awaken the Blood Avatar. This is a sorcery. It's six black red. Rakdos on the back, but so that makes the whole identity Mardu. So here's what it does. Sorcery. As an additional cost to cast the spell, you may sacrifice any number of creatures. This spell costs two colorless less to cast for each creature sacrificed this way. In addition, each opponent sacrifices a creature and you create a 3-6 black and red avatar creature token with haste and whenever this creature attacks, it deals three damage to each opponent. So when you cast the back of the spell, you might only pay black red for it if you sack a few creatures. Uh, your opponents will each sack a creature and you will get to attack somebody. Everybody takes three and you're attacking one other opponent with a three six. 
You can choose to cast the front or the back from the command zone and all the regular stuff applies if it ever changes zones, right? If it, you get to put it back in the command zone and it costs two more every time, regardless of whether you've cast the front or the back, you can cast the front three times and then the back would have the would, would be the fourth cast. So you'd have to add what's that eight mana to it. But the beauty of the back is if, if you sack, you can keep sacking more creatures. And if you can sack enough creatures, you only have to pay red black to get it which is amazing. And the synergy of these two sides is really interesting because the front, as we cast spells, we're getting creatures back from the graveyard and the back sacrifices those creatures to get cast for cheap. So we can kind of keep that back and forth going quite nicely. So that's Extus. Let's get to the deck, shall we? The theme is cheap two drops. Two CMC creatures is the main theme of the deck, and we especially want to favor ones that bring in two bodies for one card. Like Lazotep Reaver, one and a black. Zombie Beast, one, two. When it enters the battlefield, amass one. So we get a little one, one zombie alongside of it. Or quite simply, Goblin Instigator, one and a red. Goblin Rogue is a one, one. And when it enters, you make a one, one goblin token. All of that, that's four creatures for four mana that would bring the backside of Extus down to, well, I've got a creature left over. It's black red to cast him or with tax that covers one instance of tax as well. Those two cards alone. Uh, we've got other ways of getting extra bodies out of cards. Andy, why don't you take the next couple? Yeah. Uh, okay. We have first up ether chaser, one in a red for a, uh, Human Artificer, 2-1 with First Strike. Says when Ether Chaser enters the battlefield, you get two energy. And whenever Ether Chaser attacks, you may pay two energy. And if you do, create a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. So you only get the, the extra body on attack. And unless you have more energy, you're not going to get more than one. But we're not expecting these creatures to stick around for a few rounds of the table. So getting that one servo is just fine for Ether Chaser. Yeah, exactly. Um... Next up, we have a mm -hmm. Clarion Spirit. It's a one and a white for a creature spirit. It's a 2-2. Two, two. It says whenever you cast your second spell each turn, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. Not bad. Not bad. That's a nice way to get a lot of extra bodies out of one card. Again, you're not going to get it instantly, but since most of our deck is 2 CMC, it's very easy to trigger that the second time. And again, that's in the name of just filling up the board with a lot of cheap creatures. Uh, we can either cast the front side of Extus to get these cards back from the graveyard to our hand to cast again, or we can use them to, as sack fodder to cast the back for black red and still have some mana left over, maybe. Right. So, I mean, that's the general gist of it. Um, we've got a bunch more two mana cards, like, you know, little dorks that draw cards upon entry or destroy enchantments upon entry or destroy artifacts upon entry. So we've got most of our utility and vegetables lumped into those two CMC creatures. Um, so I think you got an idea of where this is going. So I think it's time to get into those any to moves. Working on a meat So you'll notice the magecraft is how we trigger getting creatures back from the graveyard to our hand. So I've decided to focus most of the instants and sorceries on draw with discard. Uh, Andy, lead us through this next section. 
Okay, so uh, yeah, first here is a real classic. It's Thrill of Possibility. One or red for an instant with as an additional cost to cast the spell, discard a card, and draw two cards. So yeah, that's a pretty good one. Just dump a card and get two more. Valakid Awakening is also here. Two in red for an instant. Put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library, then draw that many cards plus one. And then on the other side, it's just uh, Valakid Stoneforge, which is a land that enters the battlefield tapped. Taps for red. And of course, the really cool thing about these cards is that with Exus's ability, the Matecraft ability, like you said, uh, we're going to be ditching a card for these or for like Thrill of Possibility specifically. And then I think if the timing is right, you're going to be able to get that card back. Well, the, the neat thing about Thrill of Possibility with the timing of is part of the cost to cast it, part of the cost to put on the stack is to discard that card. So if we discard a two drop, we will draw two cards, Magecraft goes on the stack, and we can get back the very two drop we discarded to Thrill of Possibility. So all of all of Thrill of Possibility, all of those ilk, like Valkyrie, uh, Velcro Awakening works differently because the discard is part of the effect. So you can't get the ones you discard back with that very trigger. But there's a ton of thrill of possibility in sorcery that are the same but different, <laughs> different names. So like we can really sneak extra cards that way. Yeah, I was watching something the other day where it was like uh, the new one of these. Um, I don't know the name of it, but it's from Strixhaven. It, the, the discarding is part of the resolution. Um, yeah as of part of the cost or rather as opposed to part of the cost so it's better for like not getting blown out by counter spells okay but in this case thrill of possibility is better yes yes we do uh yeah that's something was and like like i said we love a full graveyard because Extus can just keep getting things back so we don't care like we don't mind discarding those discarding lands and since a ton of the deck is two drops of course we're going to put in luris of the dream den we can't companion it because the companions look at the commander as well the commander is not two cmc so luris is a one and two hybrid orzov three cmc or mana value now that we're calling it uh legendary cat nightmare three two with lifelink and during each of your turns you may cast one permanent spell with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard that's great one of the creatures we've discarded, one of the creatures that has died, one of the creatures that was sacrificed to the backside of Exus. Those are some of the myriad of things Luris can get back. And that kind of leads us to like the coolest part of the deck. This next batch of cards, Andy, is kind of what we're building towards entirely. Right on. So uh, the first one of these is a card that I always looked to try and get some use out of, but can never seem to really work, make it work. But Immortal Servitude, it's X and then three Orzov hybrid um, for a sorcery that says return each creature card with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. Um, but uh, pretty sweet. Uh, looks like a good one, um, especially when we all have two drops. So this is going to cost like five and we'll just get everything back from our graveyard. Yeah, so we'll cool. probably make a couple tokens, maybe destroy an enchantment, draw a couple cards, maybe rummage a couple of times, which means putting more two drops of the graveyard for the future. Who knows? Yeah, pretty incredible stuff. And then next we have Return to the Ranks X White White for a sorcery with Convoke. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Convoke, it's just that the creatures you control can tap for uh, mana towards it, including uh, colored mana of 
the, what, whatever the creature is. And you can return X target creature cards with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So really, this one's like better than Mortal Servitude because, I mean, really just because of the Convoke alone makes it better. Uh, and it's just one less as well. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we have Rally the Ancestors, which is X white white for an instant. It says return each creature card with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile those creatures at the beginning of your next upkeep. Exile Rally the Ancestors. Um, I imagine we'll get some uh, use out of these guys before they, we have to exile them. And it them. just so happens we've got a sack outlet in the command zone That's on right. the back. <laughs> so, like, we, we don't have to worry about exiling things unless we just can't cast uh, the backside of our commander un- for enough. Like, we just can't do it because there's just not enough of, like, there's not enough to spend. Yeah, and of course, obviously, we get some really good ETB abilities off of a off a bunch of these like even if we just get all the tokens from like the etb abilities like lazatep reaver and stuff like that like that's probably great alone right yeah and i haven't like i mean a couple like a couple of the variety of these creatures they they bring their token upon death like it's a death trigger that they give their token like in the spirit which is also great because then it's just still around for another round of sacrificing if we wanted yeah um so like this is the beauty of like what I want to point out is that since the back side of the commander is a sorcery, let's say I rally the ancestors or one of these other spells and I put like 10 creatures onto the battlefield because of effects and things and a couple of them will turn into spirits when they die. I can sacrifice three of them for my first cast of the backside of my commander. So I'm going to put a 3-6 hasty avatar on the battlefield and my opponents will sack a creature. But now that card goes back to the command zone. If I have four more creatures still, I'm going to sack those and cast that sorcery again for two more mana. But it's just discounted by an additional sacrifice. So I'm going to put a second 3-6 avatar. My opponents will sacrifice a second creature. And if I've got more creatures on the battlefield... I can keep that up. I can I can sack as much as I need to cast my sorcery as many times as I can afford for creatures and just get like three or four of those avatars on the battlefield attack trigger. Everyone loses 12 and had to sack four creatures like that is a real that's a real possibility with this commander, which. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to check. So the. um each opponent sacrifices a creature and then yeah. then you create a 3/6 black and red avatar creature token. No, that that's not connected in any way. If you right? igno- yeah. So like if if they don't have creatures to sacrifice, you still get the tokens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my opponent so the, the spell's effect includes my opponent sacking a creature and I get a cool hasty avatar that does damage when it attacks. Um and I can cheat I can cast it for cheaper by sacking my own creatures right 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 yeah so i just yeah. want to make sure yeah so so like now i want to talk about we got in we got real deep on on fury storm uh in the discord we were talking about it and because i had never uh nosrak 2 one of our discord members very knowledgeable in the rule stuff nosrak 2 will be will be like hey i got a deck that uses this weird rules interaction i think we can use it here and i'm like do tell so fury storm Two red red for an instant. When you cast the spell, copy it for each time you've cast your commander from the commands on this game. 
you may choose new targets for the copies. Copy target instance or sorcery spell, you may choose new targets for the copy. So there's I've painted a picture where we potentially cast our commander as the sorcery side a bunch of times, but that counts as casting our commander from the command zone. So I could potentially, you know, maybe put a lightning bolt on the stack and fury storm it six or seven times. That's possible. That's a cool, neat move to be sure. But here's here's where fury storm really opens up because magecraft as Extus's front side refers to works it triggers when you cast or copy a spell a lot of times in the past things say like well whenever you cast a spell xyz but copies are not cast copies are just copies are copies they like they don't give cast triggers so here's here's what i never realized about fury storm let's say we're in a game and you it doesn't have to be you but it could be me but let's say you my opponent casts an instant or sorcery on my turn i can cast fury storm and as long as i've cast my commander at least once i'm going to get two copies of it or more so the the original copy targets your dumb spell and the copy of fury storm which the the, the that trigger resolves and now i have to put copies on the stack i'm going to put those copies pointed at my fury storm so then they go off and the new fury storms will copy that original fury storm i'm not even copying your spell anymore i just keep putting on copies of my own fury storm onto the stack that copy themselves that copy themselves that copy themselves you can't a, a spell can't target itself but it can target the one below it so it's just infinity fury storms and it stops when i decide to make the last one copy your original spell and not more fury storms so <laughs> i can get i can trigger magecraft a bajillion times i can like i can just you know i can pick i would like to trigger magecraft 100 million times please and i must highlight a new creature from strixhaven it's an uncommon so it's not going to be super expensive uh it's storm kiln artist three and a red for a dwarf shaman it's two two and he gets plus one plus oh for each artifact you control but he also has magecraft whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell create a treasure token that's infinite mana with infinite fury storm loops uh so as long as i have storm kiln artist out I can copy Fury Storm 100 million times, get 100 million treasure tokens, and cast the sorcery side of my commander without second creatures, because I don't need to, as many times as I need to kill the table. So that's that's the win right there. The, the win is in the command zone. And with Stormkiln Artist and any, like, copying or, like, copy the thing, there's that foretell card from call time that lets you copy the next spell and you can just like loop those over and over and over mm -hmm. uh yeah fury storm this this person and the commander that's the win that's the game right there if you can get that out you've won i'm just looking up <clears throat> like fury storm and how it's yeah it hasn't really it's not like it has gone up in price or anything because i'm just like i'm wondering i'm like this seems incredibly good with a lot of with anything that's doing magecraft like 
Yeah. This card is already about five bucks or something. Oh, Fury Storm, that is. But I kind of think that it's going, it's like, this is, Magecraft makes Fury Storm so much better. Like, because you can do yeah. this for any Magecraft effect. I, I, yeah, I, I, any I don't Magecraft know. effect, you can get in infinite triggers. Um, the new Professor Onyx, the new Liliana, I think her Magecraft is opponents losing life and you gaining life. So, like, that's an infinite win, too. We could run her in this deck because we're Mardu. Right. I just don't. I just left her out for budget. I think she's pre-selling for, like, 30 to 40 bucks. Yeah, it makes sense. Wow. You Yeah, okay. It feels like, you, it feels like you've come across something that should affect the price of Fury Storm. You know it I mean? could uh, Fury Storm's <laughs> not the only because Fury Storm copies itself, so it's a one card engine. But it's not hard. There's lots of other like fork or copy effects you could jam in here uh, that you could do this on a budget as well. Like you can like there are other things that copy like two spells basically. I don't know if there's another single card that does it, but it, all you have to do is like load up, just get two fork spells and like the first one forks the second one, which forks the first one and just kind of like rebound them back and oh, forth okay. that way. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So it's not necessarily just needed to be this one card. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I mean, that it's harder it to do without Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. So yeah, now we've got all the treasures in the world. Yeah. And so like that's like that's we could just win that way. And and I'm not going to go into them, but there, there's a lot of ways to get infinite mana in a game of magic. Yes, <laughs> so there are. you could you so like if you want to jam as many of those as you feel like in this Mardu build, like we're sacking creatures, we're recurring creatures. If you can afford a Ashnod's altar, like that's another great way to get extra value to like do things. The Phyrexian. Um, Phyrexian altar, altar to get even yeah if you got even a little more money to spend sure because you, need, yeah, you sure, need to get I mean, that red black so it's not you know it's easier to make colorless mana that's for sure true or true. like a one I mean, color or something right yeah 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 oh uh, and then like like yeah another i think i think i left him out of the show notes here but um we're certainly going to run um combat celebrant that exert creature that gives you a second combat step because if there's ever a turn where we can be like oh look i can create two or three avatars because of sacking things and then combat celebrant lets me attack with them a couple of times uh then i'm doing like nine times two plus whatever hits to my opponents that's a significant damage and it's a little bit out of nowhere put a little bit of haste enabling in the deck maybe have an anger in the graveyard and you're rolling yeah it seems like this this is definitely the type of deck that can attack from a couple different angles like even if you wanted to um if you had more of like uh, that that classic aristocrat style of sacrificing things, that could be a minor theme. I mean, it kind of is, anyways. Just the way, just the way the deck works, you know. Yeah. In of itself. So. Yeah, and like that's. I mean, we'll talk about it in the lost cards segment. But there's there's a few ways to go with it, even among two drops, right? Like, I mean, I didn't go heavy on the aristocrat ones mm -hmm. only. Um, this deck list I put together. I try to have a lot of variety so they can kind of handle most situations, mm -hmm. but you could definitely go hard in the aristocrat angle. I mean, if you've got a dockside extortionist, that's a two mana creature that uh, brings a lot of treasure with them. So go ahead. Yes, that's right. Yes, that is that. It, that card is that card these days is kill on sight. 
I think uh, that well, it's too late. It's too late. Like he's already given you like like he's already netted you mana. He's already got you there. Yeah. <laughs> and like this deck doesn't mind if you kill it. You have to exile it. Yeah, that's true. This is a powerful <laughs> new commander. I'm. This is a great build. This is really cool. Yeah. So I want to take a second and thank the Discord helpers, right? We really went deep on this one. Lots of stuff. Um, so thank you to Pips Don't Lie, Beppo, Demir Buffalo, Chiefy, Brave Sir Robin, Dylan PH, Micah, Eternity's Crafter, Gee Pizza, Jason Belk, Groove Chicken, Loki Dragon, Nosrak 2, Knackle Booper, Lol What, Tea Coats, Papadio, Mattisman. If I forgot you, I'm sorry, I'll get you next time. As always. Yeah. Next time is your time forgotten yeah <laughs> forgotten person forgotten <laughs> the the lost person yeah uh, well that's uh we've done the big thank yous there it uh, looks like that's probably time for the budget report so tell us what we're working with here uh where does this deck come into it's it's you know combo decks can always be a little tricky because there's always some sought after card that might you know could break the budget here so how are we looking it's true. TCG player mid comes in at 154 and the low is 75. Not bad. Genuinely a few surprises. I did not include it in the deck, but I was like, I'll just, you know, it might be fun. A little Torment to Hell- Hellfire might be fun in this deck because uh, we can generate a good amount of mana sometimes. Uh, that card's over $20 now. So I was shocked that that got wow. that high. But that card, is, that card is not in the deck. But a surprisingly expensive card. Um, it's good, but I was surprised it was this much as Selfless Spirit. Right. It's the one in a white flying 2-1 Spirit Cleric. You sack it, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. That's $10 plus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just a usable, uh, just a very useful creature, you know. And getting having this effect, like we like to, we've always been big fans of putting this type of effect on, you know, your your rootborn defenses and your stuff like that, um, to protect from board wipes when and they have like they can't see it coming. Um, there is something to be said for having it out on the creature that's right on the battlefield to just prevents them from even wanting to cast it in the first place, right? Yeah. So yeah, good card for sure. Um. Another one that's that's up there. You know, it's still getting played despite the uh, change to the rule here, and that's Luris, the Dream Dead, as we mentioned. Uh, that's the companion there. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of decks in. I think there's. I think there's still standard decks that are running this. Uh, like I think the totally cycling deck is still running this, and one of the other ones. Um, so yeah, having this up above, up and around ten dollars still is uh, kind of surprising to me too, actually. Yeah, I don't think this deck needs the recursion. It's cute and it's just very useful, but like Exus can handle it on their own as well. Yeah, like how but uh, how often like like what's the turn do you think you're more likely to cast the sorcery than Exus himself? Cuz like like how often is Exus on the battlefield? That's the thing. I it, in, in in my limited testing, it's hard to I didn't get a lot of chance to test cuz this commander came out very yeah. recently before of recording, course. but yeah. It's not released yet. <laughs> right, right. It's not even out yet. Like, I fa- I think, like, I don't think you cast the front much. I think we're relying on our sorceries to get our graveyard back into play, and we're hoping to cast the back over and over. I think the front is... Because by that point, if you've if you've looped through a few times, you've cast the sorcery side a few times, the front's too expensive, and that's not an efficient way to get your creatures back. Mm, interesting wild so you're kind I, of, I you guess kind of have this big sorcery in your in your command zone only really 
kind of. I think I think the front side of Extus is for when your engine gets disrupted before you can really get rolling. Like if you're building up your board, you're starting to go, but then your opponents deal with it, maybe a couple of board wipes, and you've got a chunk of creatures in the graveyard and you haven't cast your commander yet, I might start with Extus, start getting a bunch back while I'm casting Tormenting Voice Effects, filling up my hand, filling up the yard more, uh, putting them back on the battlefield. Yeah, it it just depends on how it plays out. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like Luris is good in that scenario then but um yeah you have to decide it's fine yeah exactly it's uh, but for budget like i mean if you just want like yeah we've got save a, yourself we've got a lot bucks. of other ways to do it so yeah it might be fine to save the 10 and i included tempt with vengeance which is the red x spell because we have ways of making infinite mana i always think that's a fun thing to to have a one or two x spells in there um, it's the tempting spell where you put X one one red elementals with haste, and each opponent has the option of also putting that many one one elementals with haste. And if they do, you put another batch of X elementals. So it is it's like that your your opponents can't afford to give you more elementals because you'll just sack them for uh, the rear side of of Extus anyway, and just do. I mean, I guess the sack won't matter, but you'll get to the point where you could just win with that. So it's a really tough, it's a tough position. It's a fun card. I like, I like watching my opponents squirm with it, but we can save the nine bucks. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Actually, it's, it's been a while since we've included this one in a brew, but yeah, um, nice to see it come back. Yeah. I went over Dockside extortionist. That would be awesome. Like, I mean, obvious two drops like dark. You got a dark confidant. Throw that in here. That's a great two. Right, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dockside extortionist. Sure. Yeah. 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 This is I mean, uh, keep an eye peeled, though, for these commander decks. If you are in the market for a Dockside extortionist and you feel like getting a little more uh, than you would from a singles like I I've seen this commander deck at Walmart selling for you know basically the price of a dockside extortionist uh yeah i am not in the market for one and i'm not in the market for the other 99 cards that came in that deck because i already have them um <laughs> so i didn't pick it up but you know uh, the, the I, just heads up like these 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 decks are still out there in the wild a little bit so you know if you're in the market you can probably find one for cheaper um uh than, than an actual dockside extortionist i would imagine pretty soon yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Wow. Oof. It's a good deck. It's fun. I, I, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't wait till the rest of Strixhaven is spoiled. There might be a couple more juicy pieces for it. This one feels like it really gets some work done. You know, it's 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 got a lot to do leading up to it. Um, you know, and then when it, once you get there, I mean, you do just win. <laughs> if you get yeah, a, the, really, and the great thing about it is you really only need those two cards because your other card is is your commander. Yeah, pretty wild. It's true. That's uh that's a I mean, hey, this is a CDH deck. Hey, who knows, you know? <laughs> Not us, that's for sure. Right. right, right. <laughs> Very good. Well, um yeah, that's it. Um great great stuff this week. Sean loving this deck here. Thank you. Thanks everyone in Discord. Um leave us a comment if you want to like what would you what's your favorite two drop creature? There you go. What's uh, anything that that you know can come down and ETB make a bunch of tokens seems good. I'm sure there's a lot of good candidates out there. Uh, well, that'll be it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll guys we'll check you all back here 
again next week for brand new deck tech and also keep an eye out thursdays on youtube for lost cards see you then bye bye thanks for watching if you love what we're doing consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash and if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list go to our tcg player affiliate link below that helps us out too and for a free way to help us out consider sharing the show with some friends like and subscribe add a comment or two see you later bye